There are a lot of people talking about plastic these days, and rightfully so. There's a lot of damage they're doing to the environment. I'm going to tackle the part that we as consumers have the most control over, and that's packaging. Single-use plastics make up 36% of the annual plastic production globally, and most packaging is thrown away immediately because it's not sturdy enough to be reused and is often too product-specific. There are many types of plastic. I can't give you a number because there are so many chemical structures that people play around with within what we consider plastic to make it do what they need. It's actually an amazing material. It's so good at what it does that it continues to do it long after we need it to, and that's the problem. But we organize plastics in seven main categories, and only three of those categories are actually recyclable, which depends on the chemical structure, as well as how thick it is, which we measure in microns. For scale, one centimeter is 10,000 microns, and plastic bags are almost always under 20 microns. Tackling plastics is a complicated problem, and it's gonna require that we focus our attention on four main issues, generating a lot of awareness, finding feasible alternatives, managing our waste better, and a good deal of government intervention. You've heard the mantra reduce, reuse, recycle, but only 9% of all the plastic ever produced has been recycled. 79% of it still sits in landfills, which is leaching plastic microfibers into our soil and waterways, and the remaining 12% was incinerated, which of course pollutes our air and more of our water by releasing a lot of microparticles and toxins. If you're not familiar with the group of common air pollutants called the Dirty Dozen, I've put a link to the EPA page describing them among my sources in the episode description. Plastic is created using petrochemicals, which means it's made from petroleum, like gasoline, propane, and things that are used to make glues, waxes, and lubricants. There are over 30 different petrochemicals contributing to different industries. That makes plastic one of the byproducts of one of the world's largest industries, which is why it's so cheap and difficult to compete with. Until we see the renewable energy industry manage to outpace the petroleum industry in terms of demand, we aren't going to see the supply of plastics take a hit. The problem is that every time in the past that the renewable energy industry has started to invade the market share of petroleum, the petroleum companies have flooded the markets with their product, dropping the prices, which incentivizes businesses to reinvest in petroleum. They do this for long enough to cripple the renewables industry and then slowly raise their prices while the renewable energy companies scramble to pick up the pieces. So why was plastic so universally adopted? Because it's the best way to package things. It's extremely durable. It's sterile, water-resistant, odor-resistant, and printable. It's the ideal material for companies to use. And most importantly, it's the cheapest. Plastic was so universally adopted because it does the job so much better than other forms of packaging, and it costs less to purchase. I say to purchase because it actually costs us a lot more than we first realized ecologically and existentially. But first, to understand the work being done to counter the packaging waste problem, it's easier to break it down into three phases. Pre-consumer, consumer, and post-consumer. Pre-consumer includes both the manufacturing and the research end of packaging, which in the sustainability field means looking for new materials to use for packaging and more efficient ways to make it. The consumer phase gets into actually providing the alternatives within the sphere of things that we as consumers interact with. This is made up of the sustainable packaging and product industry, where companies make it their goal to make sustainable alternatives available so their production can be scaled up. That way we can compete with the low cost of plastics and other materials that have a large impact on the environment. Post-consumer is all about managing the waste. This gargantuan task falls to companies that collect waste and the companies that provide facilities that process it. Processing waste can either mean looking to recycle it, which is the least common, turn it into energy, which is a bit more common, or make sure it's sent to landfill, which is how most waste is handled. It also includes finding different ways of processing petroleum-based plastics so they don't sit in landfills for a thousand years. Governments can help out in each of these three phases. A lot of governments haphazardly try banning certain types of plastic, 
but a lot of small businesses that operate on small margins can't afford anything but plastic, and many around the world don't even have access to an alternative. Governments need to look into providing tax incentives to any businesses that produce sustainable packaging, distribute it, use it for their products, or dispose of it. Any of that will give sustainable alternatives a better chance when trying to compete with the low cost of plastics. Conversations about alternatives largely include bioplastics, which are a growing industry. The problem is that they're currently two to three times more expensive than plastics on the market, but in terms of cost are many times more expensive to produce, meaning that even as the cost of sustainable alternatives decreases, plastic industry can slowly drop their prices to still be much lower than the selling price of their sustainable alternatives and still make a large profit. That's why government intervention is so important. From a business perspective, the plastic companies are competing in the right way. But when we look at it from an overarching economic perspective and consider the far-reaching costs of destroying our supply of natural resources, it becomes obvious that the market isn't going to contain enough immediate incentives to regulate plastic consumption in time. Sustainable alternatives have their downsides. And it's important that we only accept alternatives that are compostable, meaning that they will break down at the same rate as normal food waste. Biodegradable doesn't really mean anything. Some alternatives may take up to a year to break down if not composted correctly, and some require the agriculture industry to provide the raw material, but that makes them nowhere near as damaging as plastics. Though there are people who will grasp at anything to try to obscure the truth. Don't let them convince you for a moment that the downsides of the alternatives come even close to outweighing the overwhelming number of problems with plastic like drilling for oil and the chemical intensive reduction process, and that they release cancer and autoimmune disease causing pollutants into our environment, and of course that they take hundreds if not thousands of years to break down in landfills. Plastics are invading everything. That's a problem, because plastics never break down into organic matter. They only break down into smaller chains of plastics and other toxic compounds like BPA, which is used in the synthesis of most plastics, especially anything clear like water bottles. Studies are constantly being published about how microplastics are showing up in our tap water, our bottled water, in the food we eat, and of course therefore showing up in blood samples in alarmingly high numbers. Our bodies can't break down microplastics or BPA, which means all the particles just accumulate in our organs, which in itself would be a problem. But more research is showing that they are capable of impacting our cells, our gut's ability to process nutrients, and cause autoimmune diseases. A lot of industries are paying to bury all this data. No different from the collective delusions of previous generations like lead water pipes and the health benefits of cigarettes and refined sugars finding their way into everything. Every generation has had its share of disastrous industries that have paid to keep most of the population unaware of the damage they're doing while they try to scramble to make as much profit as possible before cashing out. Plastic is the one that people will hopefully be around to laugh at us about in a couple of hundred years. Every little bit makes a difference. Progress is slow. And we have to accept alternatives that provide even marginal net benefits until we manage to engineer proper solutions. Remember that reducing is the most important. Reusing as much as possible comes in at a distant second. And that recycling is almost nearly a myth in that 91% of all plastics ever made have not been recycled. Every dollar you spend is a vote. Don't vote for companies that package their stuff in plastic. They can do better. And so can our governments. But it's up to us to make sure they do.